today on Public Sector Marketing Automation Podcast. And guide them to an electric vehicle purchase with an electric vehicle charger and an EV rate all in one program that the utility was part of that conversation and now you're a trusted advisor during a moment that mattered and nurtured them through that whole process using marketing automation. Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Automation Insights Podcast. How government agencies can reduce cost and increase efficiencies, marketing results and customer experience by leveraging web analytics, marketing automation, and personalization. Advice and tips are provided from over 20 years of experience in digital marketing. And for today's show, here's your host, Dion Jones of Enotics. Welcome to this week's Public Sector Marketing Automation Podcast. Today we have two guests from the Oracle Marketing Cloud, John O'Keefe and Mary Carwell from the Oracle Marketing Cloud. Welcome, guys. Dion, thanks for having us once again. Yeah, pleased to get going on this podcast. This is a hot area in terms of the market. Mary Caldwell, Director of Digital at Oracle. Mary, can you take us through your exact role with Oracle? I'm the Director of Industry Strategy for Utilities. And part of my role is to look across our entire portfolio, everything that Oracle has in its bag, from our applications, our platform, to our utility-specific solutions, and be able to position what we have in our bag today and where we need to go in the future for our utility customers to make sure that we have the best offering for them. Mary is the perfect person to dive into what has become a truly exciting market And what I'd like to get into is what this means for for public sector marketing automation. And Mary, maybe I'll jump in first with the questions. You know, we think of utilities as, you know, textbook utilities, right, in terms of getting billing from them, maybe not having the best customer service. How are things changing in this area? Well, I think what's really interesting about utilities and and especially those utilities that are in the public sector, the ones that are, you know, in a municipality, they, they have that kind of extra sense of citizenship and ownership to, you know, living among the community of being a part of something bigger, of a smart city movement, of a decarbonization movement, of doing something, you know, beyond delivering the commodity of electricity or gas or water, of of just being more than a pipes and wires company. But in a lot of times, they're just very, very constrained by their budgets and maybe even more so now with what's been happening with um, our health crisis. And so what what we're seeing, though, is a, a much bigger movement towards moving beyond that commodity, towards really looking at their customers as more than just a rate payer, as more than just a premise, and really trying to understand those customers holistically from their residential, commercial, and industrial customers. And they're trying to understand, especially even in the commercial and industrial space, but the commercial space especially, is that this is going to be a key part of economic recovery for many of these utilities and their, and their communities, is to figure out what they can do to help those companies recover because it's going to be critical and essential for their own utility to recover in the long run, uh, given this market space. And so marketing will play a, a real key role 
in uncovering uh, what their needs are and bringing a new awareness to the kinds of programs and offerings that utility can bring to bear that goes beyond that delivery of that commodity. And I'm talking about things like solar programs, decarbonization programs, uh, electric vehicle programs that are everything from considerations for what kinds of electric vehicle to to purchase, to the electric vehicle charging, to electric vehicle rates, um, yeah. all inclusive. Interesting you say that, Mary. You know, I have a personal experience here in New York where, you know, I was approached by, by SunPower and some power said, oh, we're working with your utility to get, you know, people onto solar. And I was like, that's interesting. Why is it in their interest? And, you know, at least here in New York, it was to get people off the, the grid, right? You got a huge grid here in New York City. Having people on it, you know, is, is difficult to manage. Getting people on solar was actually a, a way to relieve some pressure off that grid. So I thought that was interesting. And, you know, the, suddenly you had a utility partnering with a company to get people to change their habits. Is that something we're seeing in other cities? Is that, do you need to have a stressed grid for a situation like that? Or is that happening for other reasons? Uh, Sort of this partnership to get citizens on solar. It would be unfortunate if it was because of a stress grid, but that is part of the conversation. But the main driver here is it's because their customers are demanding it. Their customers want this. They want to go green. They want some autonomy. They want to have a greener future, a more environmentally friendly environment. And so we're seeing this pivot. You have different kinds of customers within your customer base within a city. You have customers that are cost conscious. And so you need to be able to target and segment those kinds of customers by their profile and buying behaviors. You have customers that are eco-conscious that are looking for ways to go green. And you have a wide variety, a mix of customers that want sort of a mix of both. They want that maybe they're they're sort of digitally savvy and they want all the latest tech devices in smart home devices and digital assistants that will help them control things from their phone or their app. That customer demand is what's driving a lot of this market. And that's what the utilities are having to tap into. And that's why they're reaching out to some of their trade partners, like SunPower, instead of seeing it as competition, as sort of cooperation. Right, <laughs> cooperation. exactly. Well, and, it, and it is a win-win um, because they need to, to be able to expand their capacity, especially on peak days in both heat when it's high heat and, and high, you know, extreme cold and having those extra resources and being able to control it and have it hooked up right and manage it right and being able to have meters that run both ways uh, and being able to manage the grid that wasn't designed to have electrons run both ways is all in the best interest of the community. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I know, right, there's other programs in terms of, it's not just power, right? It's water conservation. It's, it's educating, sure, electrification, right? In, in electrification, correct if I'm wrong, right? We're talking about people adding an electric vehicle to their house. And what is the value? You know, obviously it makes sense, right? Going green, but what's the true value for both a utility and a customer, that the electrification idea across the board. 
Well, it's interesting because across the board, utilities have seen a decrease in demand for electricity as appliances have become more efficient, as more distributed energy resources like solar have come online. And so their revenues have dropped. When you bring in things like converting gas to electric, which also decarbonizes Mm -hmm. um, the environment, it increases demand for electricity. So that's an a revenue driver. It's Makes kind sense. of robbing from Peter from Paul if you're a electric if you're a utility that provides both gas and electric. Gotcha. But but it is moving in that direction. Adding electric vehicles is electric vehicle, it's electric charging. So that's more demand. Yeah. Uh, again. And ideas like even having electric vehicle charging stations in commercial parking lots, being smart about where you locate those in your community. It it could be places where you have extra capacity in your network. So again, it's driving demand and offsetting capacity in your grid. So helping to balance the grid, you you kind of look at those things holistically in a very smart manner. It's, a, again, a win-win for the community and for the utility from a revenue perspective. Right. And it obviously plays into the decreasing our reliance on fossil fuel, which I think, you know, statistically, right, you could take support for uh, the green movement aside. Statistically, the, the country wants to move in that direction, right? And so, you know, it obviously addresses that as well. You're an Oracle strategy for utilities. Oracle, obviously, is they have you. <laughs> They're <laughs> recognizing this market. What are they doing to address, you know, on the application side? What's out there and what's the suite that, that Oracle is putting together? Well, what we have is a holistic view of customer experience from what you need to discover customers and their needs, which is a, a where Oracle Marketing Cloud or CX Marketing really plays a big role in that function, to uh, how do you engage with that customer, and then moving into how do you get them to consume your products and services? And it's not just the commodity piece. We're really talking about those value-added products and services that go beyond the commodity into where you typically see the utilities thinking about customer experience is service or how do you care for those customers, which includes the traditional customer service, customer care and billing and rating, invoicing, And so our solution really covers that full gamut from discover, engage, to how they consume and conduct commerce with the utility all the way through to how we care and serve for that customer through our whole suite of products in the customer experience space, as well as customer engagement around things like home energy reports, being able to really help the customer's utilities customers understand their consumption, their behavior, um, and give them recommendations for what they can do to improve. Um, And that may include converting something that is a high-use, inefficient appliance to something that's more uh, efficient and and giving them that tip that, hey, your pool pump is not running efficiently, or maybe you need to do your electric vehicle charging at night instead of during the day because you get a better rate. Those kinds of things are what are part of our portfolio. What I also want to get at is, you know, so this podcast, we call it Public Sector Marketing Automation, but, you know, sort of code name is Nurture Nation, right? Like, you know, because it's about teaching 
you know, the importance of nurturing, right? Because there's messaging through email, through all the different channels. But then what does it mean to nurture? And that's what I want to get into. Obviously, you know, in the marketing club, that's what it's about. It's about sending the right message to the right person at the right time. Now, what role can marketing automation specifically play in this and, and sort of take it to the next level? I think that's what's really great about what Oracle is bringing to bear because of our understanding of the utility space and of the constraints of the utility network and of the vast amount of customer data that the utility owns just by the nature of its relationship with its customers that they can utilize for targeting and segmentation. And that information helps them create content and nurture programs that can be so extremely targeted and meaningful is interesting. I mean, one of the phrases that we've been using quite a lot for many years here at Oracle is to meet the customer during the moments that matter. I mean, you think about the life cycle of many customers, especially residential customers, you you move in, you move out, you've got you know, kids going off to college, you're, um, you've got those moments when you're buying a new vehicle. Where is the utility in some of those conversations and things that matter? If you're using one of our solutions like Opower to be able to disaggregate the meter data and understand what your customers are using and providing in that home energy report, you may be able to, to detect that they've bought an electric vehicle after the fact and offer them, hey, have you signed up for our electric vehicle rate? But that's too late. Wouldn't it be great if you had used your buying signals and online buying behavior and married that with your data that you know about those, that customer to market to them in advance and, and guide them to an electric vehicle purchase with an electric vehicle charger and an EV rate all in one program? that the utility was part of that conversation and now you're a trusted advisor during a moment that mattered and nurtured them through that whole process using marketing automation. And that's the kind of thing that we're guiding. We see the value of marketing automation in this whole conversation. And that's a tool that utilities have never really valued and they they really need to because their competitors are absolutely doing it. SunPower's doing it. No, it's interesting to have Ian talk about this. So, you know, Dion at Enotics, you know, I'll bring in here. He has made this tremendous impact with the General Services Administration because a lot of the challenges, you know, in the public sector are the integrations, right? Like integrations are a big deal in tech in general, right? But, you know, when you, you go into public sector, there's, there's additional challenges. But what we're doing, you spoke about O-Power and the marrying of data. You know, we have already had a number of conversations with utilities that, you know, some of which have O-Power. And they're, they're asking that, that magic question, how do we get that data? Because they see this great data from O-Power, right? The usage data. But if it's not creatively sent out, what the value is a little bit diminished, right? There's challenges to get people to even sign up, right? This is the world we live in, right? There's a lot of messages. What's really interesting about that too is once they get the home energy reports, the open rates are in the 60s and 70% and the engagement rates are also really high, 40, 50% engagement rates. That's a great tool once they sign up for it. But you need marketing automation to attract them to it, to show them the value 
to make them aware of that kind of a program and what it can do for them. It's funny when you talk to customers, they tell you what the market wants, right? And some of them are pushing us and saying, okay, great. Marketing automation can help people adopt Opower, but what about having that data in Eloqua, right? To be not only, you know, you can feed that right into your contact level data. So you can not only know everything you know about that customer, typically, you know, contact record attributes, but then also have this data in terms of usage to play with, right? And that's further segmenting. So Deanne, I want to ask you in looking at the O-Power integration and obviously being on the calls with, with some of these utilities, what potential do you see, you know, for marrying that data? And I know it's something you guys are working to build out right now. Yeah, thanks, John. So one of the things that we see is a huge potential is avoiding something that I think everyone in the call has heard of this term called dark data. Um, that's a huge driver right now, meaning you have a lot of data in the enterprises, public sector companies that we speak with and that we work with that's sitting there. It's underutilized or in many cases not utilized at all. And what we want to do is avoid data that just gets synced somewhere and sits there. So we come up with use cases for that data. Um, like you were saying, Mary, hey, we know that this person's uses of electricity or whatever the power um, utility may be. What do we want to do about it? Or do we want to do nothing about it? Do we want to alert them? Do we want to find other people like them? Do we want to congratulate them for hitting their goals if we know what that is for their usage? Do we want to alert them that a new report's ready? And in your case, you've saved a lot of money. So I think having that data integrate into the marketing automation platform appropriately and in the right time allows us to come up with a selection of different use cases that drives additional value for the end user being the customer of the utility company and also for the utility company communications team themselves. Yeah, so obviously a lot of great potential there. Mary, I wanted to get in a little bit of the commercial side and, and kind of how that stuff is changing. You know, um, you know, one customer we have now, small, you know, prospect we have now, um, small California city, but, but for instance, has like a, mo- you know, a major movie studio, as I said, coming to their town, you know, and, and you, you mentioned to me a little bit, the importance of connecting with those commercial entities before they move. They have different options, right? These days in terms of what they're going to do for utilities, right? How they're going to go green. Maybe you could touch a little bit on that. Why is that becoming a competitive market that public utilities now are now fighting for, right? Right, exactly. Especially when it's kind of greenfield construction of a a new campus for a movie studio or an office complex or something along that line, an industrial park. They're working with utilities, but sometimes they're bringing in third-party vendors or competitors that are outside. I I actually was aware of a university in the Midwest that brought in a European utility company that has an arm that that does this kind of program where they set up their entire solar program, set up a little microgrid for the campus, and did all of that underneath the nose of the local utility. And the local utility wasn't even a part of the conversation until they were ready to disconnect the university from the grid. You know, I mean, wow. not fully disconnected, but, but ready to make the switch. Interesting. And so there's other options in our modern world, right? You just said right. it's like, there's other options for power. That's and, right. and, and that's what's happening, right? And I think the utilities, you know, can be a part of this 
conversation and protect their revenue streams because they can not only preserve the you know ongoing revenue stream of of the commodity but they they have the potential to have a new revenue stream around maintaining those assets uh, that the customer owned assets of say on-site um, power generation or they could be controlling and maintaining that campus commercial lighting program um, or their EV charging stations that are there on campus for that university or for that studio or for that industrial park. And that is a much bigger revenue stream for them than just the mere commodity of electricity. And that's probably what that my experience in New York, right? It's like, you know, some power is out there. They could maybe do this on their own, maybe, right? But it made more sense for them to partner with them, right, in, in this situation. And I think one of the other utilities that I heard in the in the Midwest as well and in the South, they they were talking about their mid-sized commercial customers. They they don't have, you know, their own sustainability team. They don't have their lawyers that can negotiate with engineering firms and and vendors and contractors. And they just aren't familiar with, you know, power purchase contracts and the complexities of some of these more intricate kind of terms. They're hundreds and hundreds of pages long if you're not careful. And so they've set up a service for their midsize and smaller companies, uh, commercial customers in their community to be able to do that on, on their behalf. And they, mm-hmm. they bring in their utility team of experts to do that negotiation on behalf of those customers with vendors like SunPower to say, hey, we'll help you set up your solar farm, your EV charging programs and things like that, your electrification, your decarbonization programs. And what's also interesting is when you think about this next generation of investors, investors want to invest in small and medium businesses that are are going green as well. And so a lot of their commercial customers are asking utilities, help us go green because it's going to bring in a new flux of investors too. And so they're looking to the utilities to be a part of that conversation too. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, another kind of which proves this out, you know, some of these conversations we have, you know, these people in these positions at utilities now that are, you know, kind of their first marketing people, right? I mean, it's, you know, typically you think, oh, you know, who are these people I'm going to talk to in these, in these positions, right? And, you know, I'm talking to MBAs, right? I'm talking to people that, uh, you know, they worked at a bigger utility and they've gone to now a smaller utility. It's clearly an area that's, uh, you know, people are getting into, you know, with some education. They see it as an area to change. They see it as an exciting area. So this is all really awesome stuff. One last question. We obviously, when we talk CX, you know, you, you do talk about a quote, you know, CRM as well, as, as opposed to a, a marketing automation tool, which is typically teamed up with a CRM, right? Oracle right. has Sales Cloud, you know, there's Salesforce, obviously, there's Microsoft has their own solution. What's the importance of mixing in a CRM, you know, to, to, to make sure that's there? What's the value? I wonder if you could touch a little bit on that. Um, having a CRM as a, as well as the marketing automation sort of plugin, right? And I think it is kind of that handoff idea is you're you're building awareness to drive enrollment into a, a program or a campaign to, to try to drive value into your customer base. In fact, one of our customers in the Midwest, they were comparing the value of 
marketing campaigns that they were doing with just traditional uh, mail campaigns versus versus their email campaigns that they were doing with marketing automation. And the difference was $25 per mail, $350 per email. And wow. it was because they were able to then hand that off to a CRM program, a sales cloud kind of seller who could then sell and add value above and beyond what that initial offer was. The engagement of that initial conversation that you have with that resident or that commercial entity, that small business, is just the beginning of the conversation. Because Mm -hmm. oftentimes that first engagement is, hey, help me get more energy efficient. That means bring in some, maybe a, a couple smart devices, maybe change out my commercial lighting. But now, now what? Okay, now we're going to do your, your solar program. Next, we're going to do your EV program. Now we've got the gift that keeps on giving. And this is what the value of CRM is because we need to be able to nurture that account. We need to be able to do account management, contract management, and, and truly Everything. be able to do opportunity management soup to nuts. Exactly right. Being able to have all those systems, be able to access the customer right in one place. Um, exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, this has been great, uh, Dion. Um, do you want to wrap things up? Any any questions on your side? You know, this has been great listening in to you guys discuss the power of O power, no pun intended, and marketing it automation. Was. It was intended. You know, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got me. But it's a fantastic solution from what I'm hearing. It's extremely excited. So we're, we are frameworking an integration to make everything you just talked about happen. So I'm excited to see how that performs for people and how, you know, we can open up some of these use cases and the value that you just talked about. So it's, yeah, I have no questions. This has been fantastic. Really excited, actually. That's all. Yeah, and we're looking forward to that partnership as well. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for attending. I think that once we have some additional uh, information on the integration functionality and actually executing uh, with the customer, I would love to come back and talk about some of the real world results of that, if you don't mind, Mary. Not at all. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Dion. This has been great. That's it for today's episode. If you want more information about Enotics and our marketing automation integrations, go to enautics.com. That's E-N-A-U-T-I-C-S.com. Also, if you'd like to suggest a topic or a challenge you're facing with public sector marketing automation, email us at questions at enautics.com and we will answer it in an upcoming podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next time. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Public Sector Marketing Automation Insights. Be sure to review and subscribe to this podcast. Visit enotics.com for more resources based on today's topic.